Hello, fellow dirt bikers and friends. Welcome to the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast, co-hosted by me, Corndog, and my good buddy, Eric. We want to thank you for joining us on this podcast. On the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast, we talk dirt bikes. (laughs) Yes, dirt bikes. We talk about our experiences, different races, different organizations, bikes, gear, and always try to get a fun and exciting guest to join in with us. Now, grab a drink, kick your feet up, lean back, hold on, because here we go. Here's Corndog and Eric. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. I hope you're enjoying our past podcasts. I am Corndog, sitting here with my buddy and co-host, Eric, and we are in Eric's studio in Panaca, Nevada. This will be episode 9, June 3rd, 2020. How you doing, Eric? Doing great. How you guys doing tonight? Thanks for listening. Uh, looking forward to a good show, getting back racing, and... and uh, yeah, we've had... Throwing a, a leg over the bike again. Yeah, we've had a little bit different week and podcast planned for us. Um I went racing at works, and Eric was uh, pitting for the snore race with the trucks and buggies this past weekend. So, yep, it was definitely good being back out with our race families. Yeah, um, for sure. We had a good weekend. Um, weather was actually pretty nice in Caliani. Record turnout. Um, I think the race usually sees up upwards of around 80 entries, and I think they had over 150. So. <laughs> totally awesome and i think your guys turnout was i good as well yeah i'm not sure if we had a record turnout but we had a lot and of course it was like 245 degrees we were in mesquite nevada for the works round round three anyway um we'll get into all that here in a little bit uh for you guys if you guys want to reach out to us or check us out go to our facebook it is KD Eric or on Instagram, the Desert Dirt Biker, or shoot us a line on our email, thedesertdirtbiker at gmail.com. Uh, if you have a suggestion for a guest, if you have a question, send us your questions. We'll read them on our one of our uh, future podcasts. Uh, let's hear from you. If you have a question about our guests that we've had on, about us, about something we've discussed, something we talked, or if you have an idea, shoot us an email. Uh, And also, in the mail today, I got my bone from (laughs) throwmeabone.com. I can't wait to get home tonight and give it to my dog and see how she likes it. I'm sure she's going to love it. But I want to say thanks to uh, Throw Me a Bone at the Antler Dog Chew. Uh, yeah, those guys are awesome. Thanks for their thanks for your support. You guys uh, throw me a bone. Appreciate it. Um, go to their website. Type in the promo code the Desert Dirt Biker for a discount, and get your dog a, a an antler chew. Um, they'll love it. Yeah, when I get home, I'm gonna give mine to my dog Astara, and maybe I'll shoot a picture of her chewing it and throw that on when I post all this. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. So, yeah, Corndog, tell us about your weekend 
in Mesquite, how that went. And uh, you got some interviews from some guys out there as well, right? I did. I, I walked around the pits and around the race event Saturday and Sunday. I wanted to get a lot more interviews than I did. But for one, the heat, it was it was crazy hot. Brutal, huh? Brutal. And I found out that some of the pro riders, their sponsors had told them they needed to not social mingle or whatever so they yeah. yeah no interaction so they were kind of locked up in their rvs which most everybody was anyway because just because of the heat the heat was it, brutal yeah. it was crazy and i'm kind of beating myself up about my whole ordeal on that but it is what it is <laughs> anyway so here later on the show we'll be playing some interviews off and on like i said i wish i would have got more but it, well it's the, before we get into that, let's hear how your race went and how your weekend went. And <laughs> well, how was, how was the bike? Bike was great. We dialed in that SAG after our recording of the last podcast last week. And it's a fairly new bike. I think I have 12 hours on it. It's a 2020 YZ250X. And all I've done to it is check the SAG when I first got it. And it was close. But Eric helped me dial that in. So going into the race this weekend, for one, we were excited that we were back. We're, we're able to go spend time with our race families and and back to what we know. So the I knew it was going to be hot. I knew Mesquite is sand whoops and a little bit more sand whoops and a little bit more sand whoops. But I prepared as best I thought I knew. I hydrated I started in the beginning of the week. I watched my diet. I ate lots of fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, and the reason I'm doing that is it seems like ever since I've started racing, the night after I race or even ride, I get thigh cramps and they are horrible. And actually after this weekend's race, I didn't cramp. And the weekend before I did the 80 mile race, ride, mm -hmm. And I didn't cramp then either, so I started some uh, vitamins and nutrients and watching my intake. Well, that's that's the experience I've had. Also, is um, you know, I one of my chiropractors is kind of a nutritionist as well, and I spoke with him about my cramping and that kind of stuff. And for the most part, it's it's getting your body the right nutrients in advance to make sure that you can meet the demand you know i mean your body's like a race machine and it really needs some some good nutrients and octane and so taking care of your body is a huge part of the battle and and doing that in advance and so sounds like that kind of worked out for you this weekend and yeah i've been taking nutrients every morning my vitamins i've been eating a banana granola bar every morning for breakfast and if you know me i don't like bananas but so i take a bite of banana and then a bite of granola bar crunchy <laughs> at the same time so anyway i've been I've been doing it and then friday night before the race when we stopped to get a snack or whatever me and ashley driving we bought some bananas a jar of pickles and i think gatorade and water and we just and that's what we, light. and yeah. and yeah i was i had three bottles of pedialyte in me since wednesday night thursday night or I started Thursday morning with the Pedialyte and 
that was my snack on the way Friday night was a jar of pickles, another banana, and Pedialyte and water. Yeah, you hit it hard. It's good. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, my race, of course, it was hot. We get there Friday night. I dropped off my little box trailer, and then my mom lives fairly close to Mesquite, so we went to her place and stayed the night so I wouldn't have to sleep in the, the oven. <laughs> uh, anyway, we get there Saturday morning, and we're getting it all ready, set up, and my race was at 1130 had did a couple interviews so we'll play them here in a minute uh get on the line and it is i had my jersey i soaked it wet and then put it in my ice chest over 100 degrees already already uh, in the first thing in the morning oh i i'm sure yeah it was probably close to 200 <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like anyway so i filled my camel pack full of ice and then water cold water on top of that had my jersey in the ice chest soaking wet Show up to start line and we're going. And uh, I think there was 15 on my line in my class. Horrible start, but by the first corner, I there like they opened up for me and I just slung, slingshotted through. And by the first jump, I think I was in uh, third, maybe fourth. And uh, I had a good ride. The bike felt good. I felt good. Worked my way up to first in class and. Uh, passing doing what you're supposed to do feeling good and uh <laughs> third lap come around and i'm i'm hot i i don't think i've ever been that hot i wasn't tired i wasn't fatigued the bike was great i just felt like i was on fire from the inside out i remember before the race i wanted to cut the sleeves off my jersey and i decided not to and my second lap it felt like my forearms were on fire and I was wishing that I had cut my sleeves off. And it's a light, you know, summer gear. Fly jersey, yeah. My fly jersey. And it's light and cool, and it was white. So there was no color in it. I chose to wear the white one. And the third lap, I pulled around, and I came into the pits. And, of course, I don't have nobody in the pits because we don't particularly pit in a works race. You only race for an hour. So it's an hour long. And how long are the, the laps? Like... What's your, like, couple miles or what? Um, It was probably, if I've raced this race before, and this track seemed like it was longer. So it's a section. It's like part motocross section that goes out on Desert Loop. And then comes right? back in and does motocross again. And the desert section is really sandy. I, I know I've raced Mesquite a couple times, but super deep sand, like five, six inches deep. In dry. Dry sand. areas and just, yeah. And you get Real close heavy. to the river at one point. I wish they would have had us go through the river, but for whatever reason, we don't. Uh, there is no break. This course had no break unless you were in the air jumping and you can shake your... seen a couple of the pros. Yeah, really tight. Keeps you on your toes. Not a lot of opportunity to, to breathe and take a right. good I, break, huh? I seen the pros jumping the big tabletop which is typically the finish line for the motocross events. Of course, our finish line was different, but I was Sunday I was watching the pro race, and there was guys hitting that table jump, tabletop jump, and they were in the air, and they take both arms off the handlebars, shaking, shaking their out. hands. Yeah. I'm like, I can't even jump, for one, <laughs> let alone take your hands off the bars. It's crazy. I don't even know how they do their tear-offs either. 
Anyways, I'm not a motocrosser. Anyways, third lap, I come around. I'm just, I'm, I'm done. I, I know the bike, and as far as my fatigue, probably could have went, but I, I was overheated. I, I, if I would have kept pushing it, I think I probably would have had, I would have been close to heat stroke. Although I was hydrated, I was just on fire. So pulled into the pits. Nobody was there that I knew. I didn't recognize anybody, and I was hoping somebody would come and pour some water on me, and they didn't. So I decided to, to go ahead and go through scoring, which was a couple jumps away, and I pulled off. And there was a couple people there, Vance and Tina Flowers. They were there, and I they took both their bottles of water and poured on me, and I don't even remember. I was At that point, I think I was a little delirious. And I got back to the trailer. Of course, there was no way to let Ashley know, my girlfriend know, so she's out on the course waiting for me to take pictures and cheer me on. And I'm back. I'm down to my underwear, just pouring ice water on me in my back trailer. The trailer. Yeah. And I remember standing up and I was so dizzy bouncing off the trailer walls. It just, and I remember at one point I was just standing at the back of my truck in my underwear in the ice chest, getting water out. And I don't even remember walking out to the, to the truck. So I, I'm, kicking myself in the butt now for quitting and not keeping going but i'm probably it's probably a good thing i did yeah heat strokes no joke and uh it escalates rather quickly so you really got you know you you probably did the right thing just trying to make sure you didn't make it worse and you got to get cooled off right core temperature gets up and kudos i mean kudos to everybody that did their full race the pros they go for two hours and they go they were later in the day than I was. I started at 11.30, and they were on Sunday. Sunday was a little bit cooler. Uh, I wasn't there Friday, and Friday, was, I guess, was really hot. Saturday was hot, really hot, but Sunday had cooled down. It was actually pretty nice. From what I heard, there was a lot, quite a few people that pulled off. This. I heard there was like 28 IVs administered wow. throughout the weekend or just Saturday. Uh, from racers so there was some some crazy stuff and uh but anyways that was my weekend my race my weekend of racing kind of came to a halt i ended up getting 12th i believe out of the 15 which isn't terribly bad but it's heartbreaking when you were running not where you wanted to be when you're up front yeah no it's well Running in, in Mesquite in uh, June is no joke. I mean, All right. those, those high temps are hard. So, well, I know on that note, when I finish, I, I, we, we had a race scheduled for two weeks. And it, the works race in two weeks from now or about a week and a half from now by the time you hear this. But it was going to be in Havasu, and then they had canceled it and went to... The Flying E Ranch, I believe it is, in Wickenburg. And I don't know that there's ever been a race there. So for that reason, I was set in my mind I was going to start training in the heat, riding my mountain bike, maybe taking a, a dirt bike ride in the heat just to kind of build up some heat tolerance. Although where I live in Calani, it's hot, but it's not Mesquite or Arizona hot. Mm-hmm. And we just got an email a couple days ago. I think it was Monday or Tuesday saying that with um, 
some of the social events going on with um, the protests or whatever they are. Yeah, uh, yeah. They canceled it for that reason. And also, I guess over the weekend, they had a couple fires close in the area. So with the fires and the curfew set in the state of Arizona, unfortunately, they decided they were going to cancel it or postpone it. So in a way, I'm ecstatic because of, I didn't want to go deal with the heat again. But it saddens me because of some of the situations why we're, we're shutting down again. And it was going to be, I believe it's a new venue. So I was looking forward to a new venue. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of crazy times with all the protesters and things that are going on. And, you know, coming, going right off of the COVID thing to <laughs> hoping to get back to, to normal and then, then this. But it's it was good. It was good to get back racing this weekend. And, uh, you know, yeah, there's still some events that are uncertain, but... Um, we're, we're planning on best in the desert at the end of June, June 26th, 27th, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing planning for that and, um, and you're riding in that, right, Eric? Yep. I'll be racing that in the expert open class. Who are you I teaming up with? So I'm going to be racing with Tyler Harvey and Jeff Picton out of Boulder city. Nice. Um, me and Ty race Baja together and then Jeff last year's started racing with us a little bit we did some night races and so looking forward to racing with those guys those they're both studs on a bike and and uh should be a really good time i think we'll be on a we're gonna be racing jeff's 2020 ktm 450 xcf so uh looking forward to riding that and um i think they're working on some works connection suspension for it so nice uh, looking forward to trying that out as well. Maybe we'll give a review on on the bike after that race and let you guys know how it worked. But I think we're looking at number three thirty for that race. And number on your bike? Yep, race number three thirty. Cool. I'm um, I'm kind of having to pull some strings to make it. We got a family vacation the week before, and. Uh, we're going up to Mount Rushmore. I've never been to Mount Rush Mount Rushmore, and so my wife and kids and the whole family, a couple of brothers and sisters, my parents, we're all going on a kind of big family vacation and a little bit of a like a touring trip, <laughs> and uh, gonna have to squeeze out the last day or so of the trip and bust it home to get it signed up. And yeah, you just sent your wife race. in there to cancel that last night hotel. Yeah, we just canceled our last night's hotel. So you can um, drive so straight can, through and get to pits tie, uh, to what do they call it the, sign ups uh, sign ups and, and tech rider, tech, yeah, inspection. tech inspection so so yeah pulling some strings but we'll we'll be there so looking forward to that I'll be there too um, supporting Shania Stevens race team and oh yeah my girlfriend Ashley is usually on that team this year but with she got a broken wing, so Ashley won't wing be and leg. Yeah, she crashed her bike qualifying for Loretta Lynn's a couple months ago. Well, back in February, at the ACP Arizona Cycle Park in Arizona, she crashed pretty bad. So she's two surgeries in so far, ACL and a meniscus in the knee, and pretty much reconstructive surgery in the shoulder and a shoulder ball. So she goes back in another week or so to see if that healed 
properly. If not, got to go in for a bone graft or something. She really messed it up in there. Man, best of luck to Ashley and yeah, yeah. hope for a quick recovery there. But she's so far she's doing good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She's ahead of the game. So we'll be uh, pitting and supporting her race team that'll be racing that Best in the Desert 300. Cool. So it'd be pretty cool. Well, Corn Dog, what are your thoughts on real quick? off topic of desert racing but supercross having two rounds every week what do you that think? is crazy i know i'm playing the rocky mountain fantasy and it's weird because i almost forgot to do my picks today right because yeah. you usually have a little extra time and you got yeah. a week to do it yeah and i know That's last nice. sunday when we had the race i was texting my brother i like don't forget to pick your picks because he's in our little group and he's like oh man i forgot all about that so yeah I actually fell asleep Sunday night watching Supercross, but we haven't recorded, so I guess I, I'll get to do, watch it again sometime. I've just been busy. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's pretty awesome that we're gonna get that much uh, showtime, you know, in in three week span. So super cool. Yeah, it's, glad they glad they were able to fit it in. Yeah, they're pulling it it's off. Fun to watch. And pretty cool. It's cool. Um, yeah. You know, we're big fans of the Supercross. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we support them and cheer for them, and we all have our favorite rider or whatnot. But uh, moving on, what do you think? Well, let's uh, let's listen to some of your interviews from the from the weekend there in Mesquite at Works. Yeah, the first one will be from Vance Allen, and he's a Las Vegas local kid, and. I got a couple minutes of, of each guy, so we'll just start out with one here and there and cool. Let's check them. it out. All right, so take a listen. Hey guys, we're here with another racer here at the Works Race, Vance Allen, good buddy of mine. And how you doing, Vance? I'm doing great. Good, cool. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What you uh, ride and what you're doing out here? I'm a Las Vegas native. I've uh, been riding motorcycles since I was probably eight years old uh race for the last 25 years or so uh took it a little more serious the last couple of years and uh super stoked we're back racing right now after this uh, layoff yeah pretty exciting uh so you're racing today and tomorrow yeah i'm gonna use today as kind of like a little shakedown for the track i haven't raced uh mesquite for probably a year and uh i'm gonna use today as a as a little learning process and then tomorrow a little more serious 40b class so. 40b class tomorrow yes sir how yeah. you liking this heat uh, it's normal what is it about 100 107 out it's gotta be gotta <laughs> be maybe 110 right here it is hot oh yeah anyways well vance we want to tell you good luck thanks for the quick little interview with us and uh hopefully we can put this together and have a little uh podcast awesome. later on in the week awesome guys uh are we are we done all right thanks perfect Okay, Vance. Vance, are we done? Vance, we're done? <laughs> Just kidding, buddy. Hey, good job this weekend. I know you raced Saturday and Sunday both. Uh, you were my first interview out in public, at, I guess. At a race. At yeah, a race. At the race. It's cool. So, very wow, wow. cool. Good job, Vance. Yep, very cool. Um, let's move on to my next interview. And on that note, I was pretty bummed that Eric wasn't with me, but he was doing his own thing, so... I've had a couple other opportunities to do this, and Eric and I wouldn't do it because Eric wasn't with me. So he told me to go ahead and do it. This one talked me into it. So I think it's going to turn out pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. So he'll he'll get me back later on. Anyway, here's on to my next interview. Hey, Corndog back at you. Uh, still out here at the works race this weekend doing a couple of interviews. And here is another one, buddy of mine. I race against him. He is fast. No, no, no. Anyway, Mo Mumford, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Glad to be here. What What do you think about this heat? Well, I came from northern Utah. When I left, it was 58 degrees, <laughs> crisp, clear, clean mountain air, and I believe it was 107 or 8 yesterday, or or, or more with the blast furnace winds. It here, was, it was and you've brutal. already done the the unclassified or yeah, something, right? I did it yesterday. I did a loop yesterday, and it was just brutal. Ooh. And then this morning I did another one, but it was it was only 80 degrees at uh, at 8 a.m. So it, it was pretty good. Welcome to the Nevada desert. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, uh, me and Stu and Mo race with each other. Maybe we'll talk to Stu here in a little bit. But uh, we're getting ready to suit up. And uh, what class are we running today? The uh, prestigious 50C class. 50C class, <laughs> all right. And it is a battle between us three. And if you guys listened to our last podcast, um, I kind of gave a shout out to these guys. So I think Stu's over there sleeping under the AC. He yeah. did the electric bike race that the work started this year. And yesterday was the first season, so he got a little worn out. So we'll, hopefully we'll talk to him a little bit. Yeah, he won his class. Won his class, so we'll get all the details on that. Yeah. Hopefully we can get these uh, saved and broadcast in an episode later on. Nice. All right, well, good luck, Mo. Yeah. Got anything else you want to say? Hey, you know, get out and live, people. You know, <laughs> you're as only old as you think. That's one thing I like about Corndog. The day I met him, he's like same age as me and he's got the same philosophy and attitude on life as me which is i feel 25 inside so let's pin it and hit it and let's go yep you know you stop you die my, my whole thing is no regrets because a lot of people get older in life and they look back and they say i wish i had done things exactly and my whole theory on life is get out and do it now exactly you never know so good luck to you corndog today all right uh i gotta watch for corndog he's he's shifty he, <laughs> he, i think i'm doing well and out of nowhere he blows by me no. With his desert skills, he just bahas the, 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 the whoops and the sand. I'm always worried for Corndog. If he can, if he can go down somewhere along the way, I, I think I got a chance. But we don't want to go down. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to be battling with with Corndog for sure today. So yeah, well, it'll be fun. Good luck. Don't don't hurt me out there. No, no, no. no. Hydrate, hydrate. I've yeah. been telling everybody hydrate. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks, and uh, we'll see you in the next interview. Okay. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Mo. Good interview. Sounds like you guys had a good time out there. Uh, a couple more interviews Corndog did here with father and son racers. And they are ground shakers, so I know them, and it's second and third generation ground shakers. Go back, way back. And here you go. All right, I'm here with another uh, racer, uh, Cole Dodsnell, right? All right, how you doing, Cole? Good. Good. How old are you? Six. Six years old, and you just got done racing. Yep. All right, what class did you race? What class did we race? 50 cc, four to six. 50 cc, four to six. All right, 50 cc, four to six. What place did you get? Third. Third place, well, congratulations. Uh, where are you from? Las Vegas. Las Vegas, Nevada. What do you think about this this heat over here? Mm, hot. Pretty hot, huh? Yeah, this is crazy. I heard you just got your cast off your arm. You had a broken arm. Yeah. You got it off two weeks ago? 
Yeah. Yeah, and this was your first race back? Yep. Awesome. How'd it feel? Good. Good. All right. Well, you going to go to the next round in a couple weeks? Yep. All right. Well, we'll probably see you there. Thanks. All right. Well, congratulations on your your uh, third place today, and keep it on two wheels. All right. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Bye. All right, we're here with Zach Gosnell, the father of Cole Gosnell that we did an interview with, and he also raced this weekend here at Works. Uh, what do you think, Zach? Oh, it went good. I raced the 30A class. Um, I was about fifth on the start um, through the motocross track, worked my way up to second on the first lap, um, ran second for the first three laps, and then about 40 minutes in, I just got overheated, had to stop and get some water and kind of went downhill from there that seems like the story this this weekend yeah <laughs> other than that though it was fun um a lot of sand whoops um moto track was good just uh those sand whoops worked me this time yep where'd you say you fin- ended up finishing i ended up finishing uh fourth place in the 38 class 38 class well that's pretty good uh are you guys going to the race in wickenburg in two weeks yep Cool. And I'm, I'm kind of expecting the same heat in Wickenburg. Start hydrating now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well, we'll see you in a couple weeks, and congratulations on your placement. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. You too. All right. Man, six years old. Thanks, Gosnells, Cole, and Zach. That's pretty cool to see a six-year-old out there racing. Yeah, I've, actually, I've actually seen as young as a three-year-old out racing a desert race, and it's I, I raised a couple kids racing and a nephew, and I would much rather have them hanging out at the races than some of these other uh, things that kids do these days. Oh, yeah. Good family environment and, and teaches them a lot. Yeah. Uh, and Cole actually has his own Instagram page if you guys want to go check that out. It's Cole Gosnell 45 and you spell his name C-O-L-E-G-O-S. N E L L 45. Let's go check him out. He's on Instagram. Yeah, good job, buddy. That's awesome. Yep, good job, guys. Keep it up. Let's uh, hear a couple more uh, interviews I got. I wish I would have got more. And then we'll come back with a tip of the show and follow up the ending of the show. We need to go watch uh, Supercross and go make a snow cone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Here you go. All right, I'm here at the works race on the Sunday, and I got Matt Canepa here with me. Uh, how you doing, Matt? Good. It's hot out here. Tell me what class you're running today. I'm uh, racing the Pro 2 Lights today. Pro 2 Lights, all right. What are you thinking about this heat? Uh, it's, it's kicking everybody's butt for sure. Uh, <laughs> more than half the field tapped out yesterday, so. Wow. All right, well, where are you from? from Las Vegas. Las Vegas, cool. So uh, tell me a little bit about what you've been doing since we've had this off break a little bit. Uh, not too much riding, mostly just uh, working on my fitness at my house. I got a gym set up, so I'm trying to keep up with that. But yeah, I haven't spent too much time on the bike, so I've been riding the last couple weeks a little bit, but I kind of took a little bit of time off, so. Yep, yep, It's uh, I raced yesterday, Saturday, and- had to tap out because of the heat. I think we're a little cooler today, but you still got a couple hours to go until you get on the bike. And uh, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, just 
drinking some water, trying to stay hydrated and relax, get out of heat, and stay, stay ready. So. Yeah, well, we wish you all the luck and be careful out there and hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Right on, yep. All right, thanks. All right. Okay. Hey, I am back with another racer from the this weekend here at works at the Mesquite Motocross Park. John, John, John Sims. How you doing, John? Not so bad about yourself. Good. What are you thinking about this heat? Uh, Friday was brutal. This is like, like today was better. Yesterday wasn't as bad because those first motos, but like unclassified at 135 in the afternoon Friday, it was just two laps, and I was like, I thought I was like gonna have a heat exhaustion. I had to sit in my truck for an hour with the AC running. We've said it over and over again. That's pretty much the topic of the weekend. It's hot. So what class did you run? Did you race Saturday and Sunday? I raced both days. I raced Saturday and Sunday. I raced so, uh, Open C on Saturday, and I raced Junior Vet C today. What did you race today? Junior Vet C. Junior Vet C. Is that a new class in the work series? Yes. They uh, What they did was they used to have the 15 to 29 Sport C class, and they changed that to 15 to 24 Sport C. So they created the, I'm assuming they created the Junior Vet C class because its t minimum age is 25, and then you can go up. Up to like... 29 there's no i didn't see a cap on it just said oh, really? minimum age of 25 so you could race that if you're 30 or 35 you could still race that and i think it's open cc's too okay cool so and, and how'd you place in your two races uh saturday's race on the open sea i finished uh, 17 out of 31 or you could say 17 out of 25 because 25 guys finished 20 the rest, uh, like a, like the rest of them were dns hey if they were on the start line they still count yeah so <laughs> mid-pack on a brand new bike it's only got 14 hours on it um the suspensions are still too stiff for me but i'm pretty happy with the you know first result and almost coming in. you know they had to do two starts because there's so many of us so we had to do a i was second line and i almost got the whole shot of the second line i was pretty stoked about that yeah and your hands are a little tore up is that because the suspension is still stiff or still I, dialing it in it, yes i think it could be um you know, because, you know, it's a it's a 350, and I weigh one 130 pounds soaking wet. So, you know, it needs to have it done. But I think as a combination of that, me a combination of me not pinching hard enough. And also my levers, I run my levers, like, pretty high. Okay. More comfortably for me. Um, but for some reason, I moved them down. And I think me reaching for them was maybe what did it. You know, it's got good grips. It's got the ODI half waffles, which is what I usually run. So might be a combination of the suspension and maybe my levers being low get some things dialed out so tell me a little bit about yourself where are you from i'm from las vegas nevada i was born and raised there um okay been living there for well, in june it'll be 29 years nice nice so are you going to hit the next round in uh, wickenburg in two I'm, weeks i'm very hoping so you know if we can get it, if i get everything you know funds and everything dialed like in, in order Start hydrating now. <laughs> yeah, we need to hydrate now. It's going to be way hot. I drink too many sodas. I got to cut that out. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for talking with us, and uh, we'll see you at the next round. Cool. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Okay, we're back. We rolled a couple other interviews there, and that's going to wrap it up for my interviews. Like I said earlier, I wish I would have got a lot more, but with the heat, the social distancing, and being back at a race after being gone so long and the heat um, and being new at it that's where we stood so uh, we plan on working on that a lot better in the future but I do want to say thank you thank you to the guys that did take the time to sit down or and give me 
you know, a couple minutes each. So that was pretty cool. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. So moving on to our tip of the show. What do we got for a tip of the show this this episode, Eric? Yeah, so the tip of the show this episode is brought to you by Throw Me a Bone at theantlerchew.com. And uh, tip of the show this episode is on pit support. In desert racing, your your pit crew, pit support is crucial. Um, they help you with food, water, fueling up the bike, gas, pit stops. Mechanical uh, issues. Mechanical issues, chase vehicles, getting vehicles from point to point, <clears throat> um, moral support, and more. So the tip of the show with your pit crew is take care of them. Make sure that you got an ice chest full of cold drinks and food. Uh, make sure that they've got shade. If you've you know got them out sitting in the hot sun, give them some shade. Give them a chair. Bring a chair for them. Um, especially if these people that are coming to, to support you and pit for you are you know first-timers or new to it. Uh, make it a good experience by taking care of those folks and you know the people that take care of you. Especially on some of the longer distance races like Baja and Best in the Desert, some of them where you have multiple chase vehicles and the strategies and and planning is more extensive. Tell me a little um, bit about that planning, like on a long distance race like that, Eric. Yeah, so for for example, the upcoming Silver State 300, um, you've got to have a minimum of two vehicles to to even be able to. To work chase. it out, yeah, to chase because it, strategically placed. Yeah, it's 300 miles, and it makes a big loop up through Caliente, Panaca, Pioche, and then back down towards Alamo where it starts. And so, um, timing-wise, you can't make it from Pit. I think it's six, maybe, which is up by Pioche. Five or six, might be five, um, which is up by Pioche. You can't really jump in a truck, make it from there and beat the the bike back to pit six and seven. So, um, you know, you got to have that support. Those guys are crucial. Uh, we got some buddies that have been pitting for us for, uh, you know, most of our best in the desert races and our score races. And um, can't say enough good about those guys. It's awesome. Same thing with Baja. You got to have two or three chase vehicles and, it's always good, especially down below the border in Mexico. It's good to have somebody in your corner so that you're not driving around by yourself down there. So, yeah. Plan, planning not just for you racing, planning for your pit crew is a whole different race in itself. I remember years ago chasing my brother pitting, and it was from, I don't know, we went started from Pahrump, went all the way up, around either Tonopah or Beatty and then back to Pahrump. And we were we were young and new at it. And I remember <laughs> we were in Nye County outside of Pahrump before Beatty. And we're hauling butt because it was just us. We weren't, we didn't know. And I got pulled over by the cops. And I could look off in the desert and see my brother passing us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my stepdad was had been or was a Nye County cop at the time. <laughs> and I'm telling him, my, my stepdad's a cop. My dad's Nye County, blah, blah, blah. 
well, what do you, and the guy just proceeded to talk so slow to me. And finally I said, there goes my brother right there. We need to go catch him before we lose this race. Endless to say we, we were let go and just told nice. us to be careful, but you got to plan. I mean, down to how much time it takes. If your vehicle is, is leapfrogging from pit to pit, you got to plan on, other Possible vehicles, issues, other vehicles, other snow, vehicles traffic, chasing traffic, uh, if road construction, all kinds accidents. of accidents. Yeah, so, yeah, you gotta you gotta prepare, think ahead. Anyway, just that was my take on that. Yeah, and you know, for these bigger off road races, logistics is is as important as your race strategy and your race prep and all that. And um, communications you know having radios or other ways to get a hold of each other uh you know if you're if you're not a good logistics guy find somebody get somebody in your corner that is that can really help with the planning side of things but yeah it's important so and one thing i've noticed if you guys need help with pit support there's tons of people out there that are willing to just come and help just to be a part of it you know of course you want to don't pull just anybody off the street, but there's plenty of racers that are either done racing, retired, broken, just don't have the opportunity to race that particular race, but want to be involved. So there's always somebody just throw a shout out on social media or your friends. You know, years ago, we didn't have the social media or cell phones or anything. Yeah, recruit somebody that likes to take pictures and have them come out and film or video some of it, take pictures for you if they're good at you know, planning and logistics, have them kind of help with that and get them involved. And the biggest thing, take care of them, man. Make sure they have a good experience and, and that way they're willing to come back and help you, you know, time and time again. So. <laughs> and that works both ways too. When you come in uh, as a racer and you come into your pits, don't start screaming and yelling and throwing out demands. I mean, you could tell, obviously you're racing and you're in a hurry, adrenaline's pumped. But try to be respectful for your pit crew. They're there for you. Well, yeah. a lot of times that calm demeanor is going to be quicker than when you get everybody frazzled and everybody's scrambling and and falling apart. So, yeah. I know when we set up our pits for the ground shakers that we the ground shakers all try to pit together. We usually have one guy in charge. And we have a whiteboard with everybody's name written on it. And as they come on in, we check them off so we know we try to know who's always out there. But there's always one guy running around that kind of, kind of marks on the board, kind of is a lookout, just kind of overseeing everything. And it just kind of, and we all, and that person kind of tells everybody, "Hey, you're grabbing the can, you grab the goggles, you grab the water, you grab the the rag to wipe any spilled gas." Another guy might check the tires or kind of look the bike over real quick because theoretically a fast pit you know you want to pit fast well that's the other thing too is you know something that i've learned is it's good to have somebody who is mechanically inclined that can help you work on the bike that, that knows what to look for um <laughs> you know perfect example 2010 baja dave pearson's on that that ktm he came in well Ivan Ramirez came into the pit where Dave was going to get on. There was probably three or four of us there and, uh, you know, a handful of us looking over the bike and stuff, but none of us caught that 
external oil cooler line that was pinched and mm. that ultimately caused the bike to blow up four miles later and um mm. had we caught it maybe we could have <laughs> corrected it and cleaned it up before he got on but would have lost some time but maybe would have saved our day you know so yeah you never know but having having good people in your corner is crucial in desert racing and that, that reminds me there's always going to be something and there's you always come away from a race with a funny story and, and sorry i'm telling another story but a few years ago i was racing and i came into the pit the ground shakers pits and i had a flat and they decide we're going to change my flat i have a new tube in my box so the guys are awesome they they ripped my bike apart they got the tire the old tube pulled out threw it over his shoulder turned around grabbed the, somebody handed him another tube to put it in they went to air it up somehow the guy grabbed the tube they had just pulled out <laughs> so they put the tube in mounted and everything and by this time oh, i'm that's so far so much work I, yeah by this time i'm so far out of it i just i did a one lap finish that race but it, that was the, it was funny I, yeah it was yeah. pretty cool <laughs> good story all right well that's the tip of the show get a good pit support and take care of them make sure they got cold water cold drinks good food i got another and, uh, thing on that okay um we talked about longer races the shorter races like works this past weekend i pulled into the pits i didn't have anybody there Typically, in a works race, you only race for an hour. You don't pit. So I've been thinking about that. If I would have set a couple bottles of water there myself beforehand, maybe I could have splashed my... Kind of pre-set up or pre-staged some stuff for yourself. Right, right. Because I don't want to waste somebody's time per se if I'm only racing for an hour. And typically, you don't need to pit. So maybe if you staged yourself something just in case, and if you don't use it, fine, but it would have been nice to have a couple bottle of water there and just to pour on my back or my chest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And on that, <laughs> another story, sorry, um, a best in the desert Silver State 150 a few years ago in Caliani. This guy shows up from, I don't know where, but he traveled quite a ways by himself didn't know anybody signed up to race this guy on the the night before the race went to every pit stop set up a little table a gas can tools goggles water everything duct taped everything to his table and and duct tape a little note to each table hey this is who it belonged to blah 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 um and he went the whole race and he pitted himself the whole way. Wow. So That's he, pretty gnarly. And after the race, he finished. After the race, he went to every pit, picked up all his stuff. But, I mean, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, yeah. But anyway, so on that, I, I guess that's all I got on. There's one way to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's it on our pit or our pit support tip of the show. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to the guys that throw me a bone. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, I guess we'll we'll throw a little commercial in here from from them, and uh, I guess we can wrap it up too. I know we only got a couple more races left this month. Just want to shout out them real quick, and we've talked a little bit about the best in the desert. Eric will be racing 
Ashley and I will be pitting for the Stevens, the Silver, Silver State 300, which is in Lincoln County, June 27th. So you guys check that out. Come out and race it. Come out and pit. Come out and hang out. Be a spectator. And also June 21st at Glen Helen is SRAGP. I actually thinking about going and hitting that one and maybe racing it. That's always a fun race. I've raced probably not very many of them, but a handful of them. And very well put together. Been in business or been racing as an organization for quite a while. So big shout out to Rich at SRA. And maybe we'll see you on the 21st. All right, guys. Get out and ride. All right. Be safe. Rap. Hey, guys. You got a dog? Give him something to do while you're out riding. Pick up an organic antler chew from Throw Me a Bone. They have nine essential nutrients and minerals that a dog needs. They won't splinter or stink like other chews on the market. Go check them out at theantlerchew.com. It's simple. Order some antler chews and go ride. Your dog will love you. For 10% off, type in the promo code, the Desert Dirt Biker. <coughs>